Did you ever think you were made it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to hate it. Now they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. This is Patrick Bader, your host of Value Team, and today I have with me Carlos Mencia, the comedian. Yes, the Carlos Mencia, who had a big run in comedy until he had a challenge with Joe Rogan. We're going to get into it today, and let me just tell you, it gets heated a little bit, but it's got a good ending to it. Carlos, thanks for coming out. Always, dude, always, always. So how are things, man? How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. A lot of therapy. <laughs> a lot of, no, seriously. Is it uh, helping? Yeah, big time, okay. big time, big time. It's, uh, you know, people... Sometimes you're not ready for success uh, and, and what comes with it. I, I wasn't in, in the sense that uh, when I, I grew up in the hood and in the hood, it's the opposite. In the hood, everybody makes fun of you for doing something that's outside the box. But once you achieve some, some kind of success, everybody's supportive of you. You know what I mean? It's like I'm looking at Tupac and he has a song. I love the hood. It's all good when I go back. It, it, that's how I felt. Mm. I wasn't ready for for the level of for the level of hate, for the level of animosity, for the level of jealousy, for for all of it. You know what I mean? It just wasn't it wasn't a part of my upbringing. wasn't a part. I'm one of 18 kids, so for me, sharing was such a big part of it. You know, I helped out so many comedians um, that I just didn't I, I didn't see any of that stuff coming. I mean, like the Joe Rogan thing. He, here's a guy who accused me of stealing jokes, but not not his. So that's never happened before <laughs> in comedy, right? It's never happened where it's, normally it's like, hey, man, you did my joke. It's not, hey, man, you do somebody's joke. It, that just doesn't happen in in our business. It doesn't work that so way. So what do you mean by that? So so how do you interpret that? Like if that? you're a comedian yeah. and you think I did something or I think you did something, yeah. then we approach each other. Okay. But... It's never, it had never been the case where somebody was accusing me that it, it had nothing to do with him. But Carlos, I, I mean, I understand you're saying that, but to, to, to get a lightweight comedian to call you out on stealing his jokes. But it wasn't his jokes, that's but, my no, point. I get that, but what I'm saying to you is he was, to me, the way I see, like the way I interpret what Joe did is uh, the idea of, you know, you're in school. You got a guy that's being bullied by another guy, hypothetically. Okay, that guy cannot stand up to the bully because he controls the market. Okay? He was the bully. I wasn't the bully. No, no, no. no. Hear me out. Let me interpret and you see where I'm going with okay. this. So, look, you have to. The, the one thing we have to say, you're a very talented guy. Everyone knows you're very talented. There is no disputing that. Everybody knows when you're up there in your, your storytelling style, it's just your timing. You know, when you talk to you know, comedians, I've had Kevin Hart on, I've had some other people on. Yeah. It's all about timing. You can't teach that. Like, you know the timing aspect of hitting it, going to through. To tell a joke, yeah. Yeah, you got some of that stuff going on. But what I'm saying is when you said uh, things changed until, uh, until uh, uh, Rogan came and called you out on stealing other people's jokes, the point I was trying to make was the following. In high school, I'm yes. the big guy. Yeah. I'm 6'5", 240. Right. I'm in the Army. Right. And I don't need to fight. Like, there's not a... Uh, uh, I don't need to go out there and fight anybody. People don't want to fight me. Right. I don't fight for myself. Right. But I would fight for Private Rudy at our unit who is being bullied. And, you know, if a guy's being picked on and he's afraid of the bully, then I would come in to defend him to say, hey, what are you doing uh, messing with Rudy? Come and right. mess with me. So that's how I interpreted what yeah. Rogan was doing to defend the other guys that were afraid sure. of calling you out. 
What? Yeah, but there was no fear. I'd have, I didn't have any power. I didn't. What, Car- what could I do? Carlos. I didn't. Come on. F- no. Dude. What power did what I do have? You, mean you don't have any power. Did not have any power. I mean, you're getting right into it. You, of course, you have power. To do what? Dude, I can tell you easily what you could do to with do, your power. To do what? Okay, let me explain. So, okay. So all the comedy clubs are owned by five guys, right? Pretty much. Pretty I much. mean, okay, is it fair to say that's Pretty owned by five? Okay. Yeah. So it's it's very similar to um, uh, uh, banking, okay? Mm-hmm. If I want to buy a house, nowadays, you're really getting a loan from five different banks. Maybe 20 years ago, different story. Right. You're going through five different banks today ever since things got nationalized. Right. You know, what, what happened with, you know, bailing people out? We've right. got to make sure B of A, Wells, right. Chase, you know the names. Everyone right. knows the names. So if I'm a lightweight and I'm trying to come up, okay, right. and if I say, hey, you know, this guy's stealing my jokes, and if I say it to you, you get pissed off, you call one of those owners and say, hey, you, if that no, guy owners performs, wouldn't do that. Owners wouldn't do that. Owners wouldn't do would that. Would not do that. They, they wouldn't, would not do that. They wouldn't protect you. They you wouldn't sell protect the place the joke out. They're money guys. Nope. nope. They wouldn't do that. They would not do that. They wouldn't. They have, sta- they have standards, man. You think they're going to be some capitalists? I've recorded every single show since 1993. Every single show. Very rare exceptions. Time. I can actually tell you when I wrote a joke for the first time. So whenever I was approached by anybody, I would say, when did you write the joke? I still say that. Tell me when the joke was written. I could literally go check digitally. I've been recording the shows since 93. All right? So... And, and any time that's ever happened, all this stuff, it, it, it like goes away. Those accusations go away. If it, was, if it was the way that you portray it to be, and there was a propensity to do it, there would be thousands of jokes, or at least hundreds of jokes on the internet, of stuff that I did. The stuff that I accused of, that Ari Shafir accused me of, he accused me of stealing a joke about the wall, right? We're going to get rid of Mexicans. We're going to build a wall. Who's going to build the wall? That joke was literally told by 10 different comedians on comedy specials. You know who's the only one who stole it? Me. That's just a fact. That's a complete fact. So that, that was the hard part for me. Because when somebody would say, like, like you, I would say, tell me what joke. Tell me who did it. I'll go check it. And, and if, I, if I did it last, I'll apologize. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm sorry. I'll do whatever it takes. That, that's not how th- this went down. This, this was a, a personal thing. Plus... When you say personal thing, like Joe was a personal thing with you. Sure, of course it was. Why? I mean, go, go on the internet. If, if it was about me stealing jokes, then why is it that the fact that my birth name is Ned is an issue? The fact that supposedly I'm German is an issue. The fact that I'm not Mexican is an issue. All, the, all these attacks came at me at the same time. So... That's what I wasn't ready for. I wasn't prepared but for, your for all was, of this. Your stick was, you know, the Mexican jokes. Like, your stick was, you know... It's telling not a stick. My mom's Mexican. No, I get that. But also, the shots you're getting is a part of it that, hey, the name Carlos Mencia is better than a Ned. That, that, that's Ned the, is a way better name. In our business, we do the opposite. Ned is a better name than Carlos Mencia? In America? Why, why don't you use Ned? Because when I first started doing stand-up, yeah. uh, the owner of the comedy club, Mitzi, she said, you can't be an angry Mexican named Ned. So I said, well, I'm from Honduras. And she said, you can't be an angry Mexican named Ned. And she said, that's, that's what you're, people are going to think you're Mexican. And I said, my mom's Mexican. And she said, well, then you're Mexican. And then she said, uh, but you can't be Ned. 
And I said, well, I got an uncle named Carlos. And she said, Carlos Mencia. And I have a card signed by Mitzi Shar, Polly's mom, the owner of the comedy store, 1988. And she changed it. But going back, right, the norm is to change your name from something ethnic to something not ethnic. That's, that's the norm, to go American. So to, to take actually, you know, a name like Ned, yeah. And then turn it into Carlos, that's the opposite of what anybody was doing. I embraced my heritage as opposed to pushing it away. And even that was, you know, thrown at me as 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 a negative thing. I don't I don't think that's the top though. I, it could be one of them, but I don't think that's the main shtick that kind of a uh, But my point is is that if it's about joke stealing, what is all this other stuff about? Is my point. Car, let me ask you this question, man. Look. I, I, I really didn't know. I'm like Dude, I'm gonna give it from a different point of view. I yeah. I would like mm -hmm. to see some kind of a redemption story come back with you. I'd like to see that. So consider right. me from a POV of, oh, no, I don't have I don't, any, no, what I'm I trying to say. I, I, dude, I did therapy, I told you. Dude, I've, but, I've been through my suicidal yeah, moments, bro. I know, I, I, I understand that, but all I'm saying to you is I'm coming from a place of, I'm neutral. I'm not in your world. Oh, I get it. I'm out. So I I'm just kind of observing and saying, okay, I look, I like good entertainment. Sure. You know, I'm, I love Chappelle, you know, he's going out there doing what he's doing. I love Hart. I, I paid a lot of money to go watch Hart. I bought Hart to perform in front of my guys and I put insurance executives watching this guy dropping F-bombs left and right. right. And I loved it, right? right? Because I think humor uh, uh, is a very uh, uh, important aspect of a country when you're going through a lot of challenges and everyone's divided, we need more John Stewart's, we need more Chappelle's, we need more Hearts, we need more Rokins because I, I think agree. it's bringing some of that. I guess my outcome of the conversation with you is to follow. My outcome would be to see if, when you're looking back right now and if you look at the uh, issues, right? Okay, one is the, the one with Rogan. We're, we're on it, you brought it right off the bat and we're talking, I brought it up and then you kind of went right into it. The Rogan part about stealing, okay. When I call around and I say, what's the biggest frustrating, frustration here with him stealing jokes? Let's right. just say, what's the biggest frustration? Okay, this is what I get. And I'm right. doing my research before sure, we sit sure, down. Sure. What's your biggest frustration? Um, you know, stealing jokes was happening. Okay, so what's your issue with it? Well, you know, a bit is a joke. And when somebody is telling a joke, you know, they, you have the premise, you have this, you have the tag. And when you're going through it and here's what happens. So, you know, why did the chicken cross the street? Well, right. because of this, but because, you know, here's what, okay, here's what I want. So, but if you say it identically as that and you don't give credit to the writers, that pisses people off. This is why the lightweight uh, writers that don't have the platform that maybe Carlos has, why didn't he give credit to some of these guys? All he had to do was maybe like, what a Jay, uh, uh, what's Jay, uh, how do you say his last name? Is it Jay, Jay Moore? Yeah, Jay Moore, right? So you hear stories about, hey, look, I like these writers. I pay him 500 bucks. They write something for me. I get out sure. and I perform it. Sure. It's normal. It's okay, right? And then there that's, was... Yeah, that's paying for a joke. That's no problem. You no, can do that. Not a problem. And then, and then some of it came back saying, but Pat, this guy... The part that pissed off a lot of people was the, the lightweight comedians were frightened of Carlos because Carlos could shut down their career at that time, because let me just finish, at that time when he's coming up, and when he did it initially, he didn't just come out and say, look, I screwed up, I got caught. Dane Cook, Robin Williams, Amy, Sh I mean, not Amy Schumer fully didn't apologize, but there's a few of them that just came out, I screwed up, and then boom, they went back to their shtick and their career. Why sure. isn't Carlos just coming out and say, I did it. I screwed up. But, but Can what, we move on? But see, here's what I said. Here's what I said yeah. to you. I said, I've recorded all my shows, so I I have evidence to tell me what joke it is. 
I never hear that. See, what do you mean you never hear I, that? When when somebody says or has sa ever said to me, "Hey, you took a joke," I'll say, "Well, when did you do it?" Because I have a recorder, I'll, f I'll find out when. And all I'll, I'll hear is something like, uh, "Well, you know what you did," and that's it. That that's all I'll hear. Whenever on Minor Mencia we did jokes that were built on even premises that other people did, we actually brought them in, and not only made them writers for a day, but paid them to, to be writers on the show. So, which happened like three or four times. But outside of that, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what to say to somebody when they say, you took my joke, and I say, okay, when did you do it? What's the joke? And then they walk away. I, I don't know what, what to do because all the stories that you hear, I hear none of that. And think about this. You brought up Amy Schuber. You brought up Dane Cook. Yeah. Why is it that when they get accused, it goes away? What, what is it about Carlos? Because they just said, okay, I screwed up. No, they, Dane Cook didn't apologize. Dane Cook actually did a Louis C.K. show back in the day where they did a bit where he actually said, why would I take the joke from you? I'm Dane Cook. I don't need your joke. It was a whole bit that they did. There was never an apology. Amy Schumer never apologized. Did Robin Williams apologize? Uh, not that I know of. The story is that he would pay people. That's the story. So, so let me ask you. So, so let's just say they do. Okay, for you. Do and you by the way, did I'm, you I'm open to it. Like I, I'm not saying you know. I'm, I'm saying you've been around this, this game stuff. for a while. Would you say you stole jokes? Uh, here's what I would say. When I first started, like every comedian, I wasn't me. I was a version of a bunch of comedians that right. I thought were funny. Right. Right. Okay. Once I shed that, I was me, just like every other comic. But my problem was blinders that when I was, when I was a young comedian and I had a 10 o'clock spot, I would get up at 12, 12.30 because Paul Mooney showed up and did 45 minutes, Eddie Griffin did 45 minutes, Dice showed up and did an hour. Mm -hmm. And so they weren't on the schedule, mm -hmm. uh, but th they got to, you know, that's the way the club business worked. So by the time 2004, five came around that I had my show, it was different. Young comedians didn't understand, didn't appreciate. Most, uh, most hatred that comes from me personally, there's a story about me bumping them or pushing them or that they had a spot at 10. And they didn't go on because well, you were I famous up. for doing that. Oh yeah, I, that, that I did. Oh, and you don't oh, you don't deny oh. that. You say you were an asshole. I won't. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. But not an asshole because I was following the rules. Just the rules changed. You know what I mean? That when you say rules, culture. This was the, the culture the at the culture time. The culture was the best guys showed up, and it doesn't matter who up, was there. You're off the list. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So, but I started getting why, why is he going on? Even like if you listen to Mark Maron's podcast. Yeah. The WTF podcast, yep. it starts off with, here's the story. I was at the improv, I had a spot. That I totally did do. And I did it with impunity. But then again, I grew up at the comedy store. I didn't show up at the comedy store from Madison, and I was a hot young guy, and five, six years into it, when I'm good, I showed up. I started in the Petri dish of comedy. So I didn't get to shed those those years of you know being some other comedian at some other place. I, I did it on the stage at the comedy store on Sunset Boulevard for everybody to see. So that part, yeah, the, the going on before other people part, yeah. But I felt like 
I deserved it because I paid the price myself. You know, I, I stayed, my brother can tell you, my wife can tell you, you know, I'd come home at three o'clock in the morning because I had a spot at one in front of eight drunk people. That's how I built my chops. So that part is, is, is the part that I had to deal with. The part that I know that I can embrace. And by the way, if I had taken a bunch of other people's stuff, I, I would have I wanted to apologize. The whole thing was- So you're still saying you, you, you haven't? No, what, I just told you what I did, right? Yeah, you're saying, what your answer was, my interpretation of what you said is- When I first started I doing stand-up- what everybody else was doing. No, no. That's kind of your what, answer. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, when I first started doing comedy, yeah. I was a version of a bunch of comedians that worked at the comedy clubs because I didn't, I didn't want to be, I didn't know about stand-up until I started doing stand-up. So I wasn't, uh, so I wasn't Chris Rock who was doing Richard Pryor, right? Yeah. Who he'll say I was doing Richard Pryor, but nobody says, well, that's stealing. It's like, oh, you're emulating. I emulated a bunch of these young guys. After that got shed, after that emulation got shed and I built the persona of the stand-up guy, mm -hmm. right? And I started moving forward. That is when all of all that stuff stopped because I became myself. I, I if you see me perform, my jokes are passion. They're not written. I'm not a. I'm, I've never been a writing comic. My jokes aren't clever like that. They're filled with passion. They're about anger, frustration. Uh, watch my specials and turn down the volume. And I'm not smiling very much. I'm very intense. So my jokes are written from my heart. You know, so when, when I'm accused, like you said, I, I come out with evidence, you know, here's the data, show me the data. But I'll, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. So there's a guy named Juan Villarreal. He's from here. Okay. In 93, 94-ish, around there, I met him. I had a show called Loco Slam on HBO. He's really, really funny young guy. I said, I, I want to put this guy on the show. He's raw, but he's really funny. Let's, let's add him into one of the shows. And if he's funny, we'll leave him in. If he's not, we'll cut him out. Mm -hmm. That's fine. So he's on the show. He makes it on. Three months after the show airs, he calls me. And he says, hey, uh, are you going to be in Corpus Christi anytime soon? And I said, uh, I don't know why. And he said, well, I got paid to do $3,000 to do a headlining act. I don't have that kind of material. So I did your act. And I said, all right, whatever, man. It's, you know, I, I need to write new stuff anyway. All the stuff I did in the past is in the past. It doesn't matter to me. Go ahead. Well, he ended up doing a small tour uh, going to army bases. Uh, after a while, people started telling him, hey, Carlos is doing your jokes. He was a young comedian. He didn't know what to do. So he kind of just pretended, but he never really said, no, 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 it's the opposite. So about three years, three and a half years ago, he and I are hanging out and a guy says to him, and I hear him, I'm, I'm on the other side of the wall. So a guy says to him, how can you, how can you be with this guy? This guy not only stole your act, but he, he's, he, he acts like you. So I heard Juan say, it's the opposite, bro. Without that dude, I wouldn't be where I'm at. He helped me out. He paid my way. He did stuff for me. He bought me shoes to be on TV when I was on shows. I did his act. I stole his persona. He's my idol, not the other way around. 
Without that guy, I would never be where I'm at. There was a pause and the guy goes, ah, fuck him, I don't like him anyway. I can't fight that. I just can't fight that. And this, this has been my frustration because when this first started, I paid a lot of money to consultings. And you know what they all said? Don't fight it, let it go, it's gonna go away. Problem is, internet was brand new. They didn't understand that the internet is forever, not today, it just exists through time. So somebody right now, right now, who's a fan of mine, is discovering this for the first time. And they're gonna go on the air and it's gonna feel brand new to them, even though this occurred 15 years ago. And so my frustration is with the lack of data and and the wanting to, you know, for me to to accept certain things that I I, I can only accept that which what I do. Okay, and so being being arrogant, well not arrogant, but being being a dick to those guys and running the light. Oh God, yes. And you know what? I deserve all that hate. But the amount of animus that came from it and the affect of it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think people really, really, really understood that. So let me give you a different uh, way of asking a question here for you. Uh, 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 Billy Graham once wrote a book on how to debate the uh, question of does Jesus really exist? Right. Right? And it's a very interesting book. And I read this because I'm an, I was an atheist 25 years of my life. I don't believe in God. I'm like, let me see what this right. Billy Graham has. So I go to Pasadena. He's performing at Rose Bowl. I want to say November 17th of 03, because I went every day outside for outside of a Saturday. just want to hear this guy. Eventually, they made it uh, the Billy Graham Day. And he says, uh, you know, the challenge with uh, uh, Jesus is you either think he's a psychopath, okay, right. of what he says. Right. He's either a liar, he's right. either, or he's the truth, right? right? So it's one of those things. Right. So the person that you're debating with, you're like, well, I don't know if he sounds like he's a sociopath. I don't know if he is a liar then what do you think? Maybe he's telling the truth. Right. Okay, he's telling the truth. So if he's telling the truth, he says, I am. So then the interpretation is this, I am really mean that I'm God, I'm this, I'm that. Right. Okay, that's a completely different thing. The comparison to me is, you look at a uh, Joe Rogan, who gets up and he says, this guy steals jokes. Why don't you go say something? I'm afraid. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to, you know, the one of the comedians like, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to confront him. No, I'm not going to say anything. Go. It says, this is why guys like Carlos Mencia get away, right? With being able to steal jokes from guys like you. They come, they listen, they take your jokes, they go, they're bigger, no one knows who you are, right? Right. So either Joe is a pathological liar, mm-hmm. he's either a sociopath, right? Or he's telling the truth, right? Which one is he in your eyes? Or he had a personal problem with me. Why would he have a problem? We he used to be no- friends. But we used to be pretty decent friends at one point. I, 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 can't, I can't answer that question. And I don't, whatever theories I have at this point, it's, it, it's, it's a negative thing to bring up. Once you've chosen the high road, the non-question road, the non-antagonistic road, you, you can't go back 15 years later to try to relitigate but something dude, how old are you in right now? anger. How old are you? 52. You're young. Yeah. You're young. It's not like you're 83. It's like, yeah, you know, it's good to go. You're 52 years old. And this comedy space is at its peak right now. It's not like it's a great time right now to be a comedian. This is a <laughs> phenomenal time to be a comedian, right. right? So when I watch Joe, I say, you know what? I don't think this guy's lying. You know, I don't take it as this guy's lying. I just think Joe was able to bring something up and talk to. And Joe was somebody that uh, Joe didn't care 
if he was going to lose the job while other guys cared because Joe had a career. He was doing acting. He was doing Fear Fact. I don't know. He had a bunch of different uh, shticks that he had at the right. time. This is pre right. any of the podcast stuff that he did. Right. So he says that. Now, I'll, give you, I'll ask you the second question here for you. How is, how is your way of thinking worked for you since this event 15 years ago? Meaning, the event happens with the way you've responded to this event in the last 15 years. What kind of results has your way of thinking produced for you on the way you've processed this issue? Well, the first thing I had to do was say to myself, be honest, look to what, you know, it's that thing of if one person says you're a dick, if everybody says you're a dick. So I had to go back and say, what is it? What is this? You know, what is this animosity? Where is this coming from? You know, so I called a bunch of comedians and uh, uh, asked them about, you know, did you say this, did you say that? No, you know what I mean? And so I had to go, okay, what, what, what is it? You know, what is it about me? Because being labeled a joke thief in what I do, think about this, one sentence erases every accomplishment that I've ever done. Anything I've ever, so. sure it does. I don't sure think so. To me it does. Can I give you an argument on that? To me it does because, because what we do is very personal. What we do is very internal, it, it, especially the way I do it. And if, it, if it's built on not just the backs of somebody else, yeah. but the taking of, of that, to me, it, it just, it, it, and by the way, if you go online and somebody says, I, I'm going to go see Carl Spencer, and somebody goes, he's a joke thief. And they go, oh, I didn't know that. that that's, it, it, it erased every moment. And it happens. Yeah. So I had to kind of internalize what all this was, figure out what it was about me, you know, figure out what it was about others. And here's, if you ever interview some of the people that open for me, right, guys like Bobby Lee, guys like Joe Coy, guys like Brad Williams, um, anyway, a bunch of them, and, and you ask them, why didn't you defend Carlos at the time? And they, they would have told you it was, at the time, toxic to even like me, to even defend me. Uh, Bobby Lee actually put up a video because what happened was with Bobby, uh, uh, Ari Shafir is about six, 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 whatever. Bobby's about five, five. So Bobby called me up and he said, hey, he beat me up, dude. Like, he beat me up. So if you ever have the chance, don't, don't book him on your show. Ironically, we were gonna use Ari in a sketch that week. So that night I went to the comedy store, I saw him and I said, hey bro, what are you doing up beating up Bobby Lee? He's like, he's, he's, a, he's a little baby, what are you doing? And he said, if I see him again, I'm gonna kick his ass again. So when he responded that way, I said, okay, well, I, I didn't say anything to him, but we just didn't book him on the show, we booked somebody else. He wasn't booked on the show at the time. But, so Bobby, when a lot of this started, because Ari was the one that was, was in that video saying, hey, Carlos did that. Uh, he did a video saying that this happened. He got so much hate in one day from that video, from the truth, from his truth, that he, he said, I, I can't, 
I, I can't, I gotta take, I, got, I can't be a part of this. I can't be, I, I can't take it, I can't. And so this is something that I've been dealing with just recently. Because if I'm not mistaken, somebody asked Joe, what is the difference between Carlos and Dane and Amy? And he said, well, people defended those others. Nobody defended, nobody defended Ned because they couldn't. And you know, what I've had to realize recently, I just kind of recently, I used to think, yeah, there was nobody out there to defend me. But now I have to kind of deal with the fact that some of the people that I helped really get to, you know, to, to grow as comedians were not, uh, were not there for me at that time, for whatever reason, you know. I, I can understand it, but I'm actually uh, going through a little bit of a grieving process because it just was about a month ago that this kind of, it, it, it kind of clicked. I was doing an interview and, and I, and I said, I did have people that could have defended me. They just chose not to. And I realized that. And, it, and, and it's something that I'm kind of still dealing with. Uh, who, what big name today defends you? The biggest name that defended me is dead, uh, Robert Schimmel. He was a huge uh, defender of mine. But uh, no one else. he passed away. Uh, today. Of those guys? I, I don't know who would defend me now. I think Joe Coy would now at this point. Why? Why? Do I you think, think Brad. I know Brad Williams. Why would. do you think though? Why do you think those big guys who don't care whether they support you or not? Why wouldn't they? I don't do think today? they would care. The big guys that you're talking about. I don't know that they would. They would. They would think about it one way or the other. Okay. But I. But I don't know. So, I don't. So, I don't. I don't hang out at comedy clubs anymore. Dude, but I, I but do. I'm, I do the road. Uh, I do 52, 50, 50 weeks a year on the road. Yeah, I don't uh, okay. do that. So you said Pat. Uh, if I admit to stealing, that erases my legacy, right? No, no, that no, no. Erases what? What were you saying? That erases... I'm saying that when somebody says I'm a joke thief, yeah. with that one ten sentence to them, yeah. it erases any accomplishment that I've ever done. That with that one sentence, I don't, I don't. But there's a reason for that, though. So sure, how, how about how, I agree so, with it. By so, the way, so let me ask you. So for you, are you a writer, an actor, or a comedian? Which uh, one would you say you are? I'm all of them now. You're all of them now? Sure. In 05? All of them. So you're a writer, comedian, and actor? Yeah. All three? Yes. Okay. So, so going back to the stealing part, let's just say if you were to come out, hypothetically. Yes. yes. You came out and said, listen, screw it. You know what? I did steal jokes. Right. And I was a prick. And I was an asshole. And I hurt some people. And Ari, I didn't book him. And I didn't book this guy. And I did this to a few people. Right. Say you did that. Mm -hmm. What do you think would happen? I have no idea. But that would... That would kill my soul because um, it, 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 I don't know that I'd be able to live with myself because I'd be doing it for the reaction. I would be doing it so that people would just be like, oh, okay, he's cool. Let it go. You know what I mean? It, I don't know that I could do that. What I can do is say, look, I have literal evidence of when I perform jokes. And if you can... You can tell me when, then then I will say, oh my God, I did it. It's years, buddy. It's 15. When you say that, like, you're... I, I said, no, I've been saying this forever. But, but I get it. But bro, what you're saying right now when you say that, it, it's, it's, it's almost like taking the <coughs> approach of if you can show proof that I did X, Y, Z and take money from the bank. But blah, wait, blah, wait, when can, it comes to jokes, you have to do that. Because first of all, there's... Okay, right now, 
the coronavirus. Okay. Do you know how many of us are doing a joke about, no, I drink Modelo, or no, I drink yeah. tequila, or whatever version of sure. that joke? Yeah. A lot of us are. Okay. Right? So, but if I'm the first one to do that joke, right, and I can prove that, that's that's real. That's not go prove it. That That's me saying, like, look, I, I know when I did it. If you're accusing me of something, then then tell me when, because... I, I look. I don't mind. I'm a flawed human being. All right. I, I I wouldn't mind. I'm. I I don't have a problem saying that when I was young, I I was an amalgamation of comedians. I don't have a problem with that. And if those guys were to say to me, "You stole my stuff," I would legitimately like. I'm sorry. The, but that's not. That's not it. Look. In the past year, I've called a bunch of comedians to apologize for bumping them and running the light and going on before them and doing that kind of stuff. Every single one of them, at the end of that conversation, I've said to them, hey man, um, do we need to talk about joke stealing? Is that something that you and I have to have a conversation about? And it's all come back no. So I, I don't, these hypothetical young comics that you're talking about, I, I don't know who they are. I remember, I remember, Somebody in El Paso go, Carlos did my joke. I hadn't even been to El Paso in two years. Don't even know who this guy was. It, it, it was, it's hard to explain the way it was, but it was, it was cool to hate me. It was cool Why to not though? like me. That doesn't, that, that sounds know. more like a victim saying it. No, because, no. Because, because it's a very ask easy. Others, ask others. It's, but it's easy. No, but, but, but. Because okay. I bumped them. Because I took something from them, and it wasn't a joke. It's I took their time. I took their stage time. I took the the one most important thing to a comedian that's even more important than a joke. Because you can't tell a joke unless you get on stage. Can't tell a joke unless you actually get to perform it. I took that from these guys. Uh, so that that pain from them was real. But let's talk about integrity, right? So Steve Ren is easy, right? He's on that video accusing me of being a joke thief, accusing my integrity. This is a guy who lied about being in the World Trade Center during the 9-11 attacks to garner, you know, sympathy. That's a guy who was questioning at the time my integrity. So, I, I, I this was, this has been, this has been the issue for a long time. Like, how, how I, what do I do? You know, I go up to comedians, I say, hey, do we need to talk about this? I, I don't. I don't know what. To Joe say. has no reason to call you out, though. Of what course are, he does. What's the reason for Joe to call you out? At the time, uh, he and I were, we we still are, I guess, when it comes to comedy, competitive in nature. We all are. Listen, watch a watch a watch a documentary. It's about the rise of comedy in the Boston area, and how it was just a beautiful communal thing until one of them ended up on The Tonight Show. And when that happened, it, they all became enemies, they all fought each other because you have to understand who we are. We're comedians, writer, actor, director, producer, on stage by ourselves. Our egos are astonishing, astonishing. So the competitive nature of who we are is, 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 is huge, huge. And if you look at the styles of comedy, two aggressive guys trying to be smart, angry, screaming, 
there, there, there was a competitive nature to it. I can't tell you that that's what it was. I don't know. I, I haven't talked to the guy since. It would be manipulative to say you're stealing jokes. It would be manipulative no, no, no. to say that you're stealing was, jokes. But, but that, was, that was in the ether from the beginning of my career, right? That was that no, I wasn't, that, but I, I that just, wasn't made up. That wasn't made up. So you were stealing jokes. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that was in the ether from me being a young comic, from me going through, like I said, it was, I didn't get to be in Addison, Texas doing Paul Rodriguez jokes. When I did Paul Rodriguez, I did it on stage at the comedy store on Sunset Boulevard. So when I did anything similar, it was out there for everybody to see. So from, a, from when I was young, that I, I had heard that kind of stuff. You know, so me and some of the other comics, we, you know, we were part of that whole thing. So that was in the ether is what I was saying. I, listen, I wish I, I, I would love to. I, I've had this conversation with, you're not the only person that said, just you know, say I'm sorry and move on. I, I would love to. I don't know who to apologize to. And those people that I have, I've called them. And none of them have, um, no, none of them have said apologize for that. Uh, look, it brings me great, great, great unbelievable sadness because I wish that this could have a simple resolution like mea culpa. You know what I mean? I, I'm a Catholic, bro. I know. You know, por mi culpa, por mi culpa, por mi gran culpa. I get it, bro. I, I'm not that guy, but I just, I, I can't um, acquiesce to a hypothetical because you question my motives, but not the accusers. I, I don't know what to say to that. Oh, I don't. Uh, so I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't look at it from that standpoint. I'm just asking, saying, he doesn't come across as a guy that would do it with ill intentions. <laughs> he would come across as the guy doing it to try to protect his peers. Now, I understand he's fully competitive. I don't. It, when you're saying that, I can fully see that. I mean, it, it, at that level of the game, you have to be competitive. He's well, in the MMA world, so of course he's very competitive. Right. But I, I just, I just look and I say, okay. So you got, uh, uh, you got Conseco, you got Arod. Okay. Sure. Very in interesting example here. Conseco Arod. Okay. Mm -hmm. Conseco comes out and he says, hey, not only am I juicing, but here's a list of names. <laughs> right. And here's a book. Right. Since it throws everybody under the bus. Right. You know, it's like, hey, I'm stealing jokes. Everybody stole jokes, so here's what we're doing. Okay, A-Rod goes on 60 Minutes. Have you used it? No. Have you done this? No. But, and then, but then what he does afterwards, he says, I did. I apologize. Right. Let me. And then now today, today, <coughs> you can't turn on the channel TV without seeing his face. He's everywhere. Right. And he's loved, respected, back at it again. Right. And he was in a city in New York where everybody looked at Jeter and said, this has never come back to be right. A-Rod. A-Rod's doing great. Look right. at Conseco. Right. You know, and it's not like one, both are angels and both did right. everything right. Right. But one guy just came out and said, yeah, here's what's going on. Right. Without throwing anybody under the bus and he's on the limelight. That's what I've done when it comes to everything. I just, you, you relate you more just, to A-Rod on, on you? No, because you see, again, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I put it all out there. It's, I've, I've, I've never... I've never skirted the issue. Look, it's 15 years later. I probably shouldn't even be doing this interview in this way. This is hashing up stuff that, for some people, is in the past. For some people, is long ago. Whatever it is. I, I, listen, I get it. But I've always been truthful with, with regards to how I come about this. What's and and listen, for, for, me to, for me to say that I took time from these young comics, you know, that's, that's, not, a, that's not a 
that's a horrible thing. So, so just, just to, just to. So, my I'll point I'll to you is, I don't. I'm not fearful of saying. This is the last question. I've been a joke thief. You if that was never the case. stole a joke. Never. Now, that's not what I'm saying. When I was a young comic, not only did I steal jokes, I emulated these guys. I did it the way Paul Rodriguez did it. I did it the way Freddie Prince did it. I did it the way George Carlin did it. But I was a young comedian learning how to be a comedian. So that was the beginning of my. Once I started to become Carlos, you know what I mean? However long that took, then it became me, my jokes, my personality, my thing, my thinking, my process. So that's what I'm saying. But when I was doing mine in Mencia, no, I was not taking young comic stuff. I was not. I was not, I wasn't even at comedy clubs long enough before or after my performances to, to do. You know what I would do when I was doing Minor Mencia? I'd go to the uh, Laugh Factory, do a whatever long minute set, and then I'd go to the comedy store, and then I'd go to the improv, and then I'd go home. I, I wasn't watching, I wasn't watching other comics. I wasn't, I wasn't seeing what they were doing. I didn't know what they were doing. I had no clue what they were doing. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's, uh, Look, I it, like I said, man. It, it pains me. I, I have I would have no problem whatsoever telling the truth. I'm, I'm not in the world. If I was in the world, I would say, okay. If, it's, if somebody's watching this right now, they're a comedian. They're saying, well, Carlos stole my joke in 2004, and he did this. It, so it, it, you're saying there's no one that's going to watch <laughs> it that's going to say, Carlos at one point took my joke and he told it out of big. You're saying no one's going to come out and say that that's what happened. I hope so so that I could go back and pull out a tape from 2004, 2003 and I could say, "Oh my god, you're right. You did do it before." My my sincerest apologies. But, but, but that's the that's the engineer side of you that answer. That that's a that's a political you just gave a very brilliant uh, that shows the brains cuz you're a very smart guy. You're not a you're you're a brilliant but guy yourself. But that's my point, but if but, I'm that smart, why am I taking other people's jokes especially after being accused of doing so? It doesn't make any sense. I would have to be I know a lot of smart guys. Moron. No, but 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 I but idiot. I got, but I got to tell you this part. I got to tell you this part. I've, I've been in business long enough where I'm in the business of having to read people. It's my right. job. It's what I get paid to right. do, right? If I don't do it, I'm out of business. Right. I'm supposed to do it to know if this uh, uh, sales guy that's telling me this or this investor, I'm sitting in board meeting, my entire gig, without right. it, you're not going to exist, right? right? Okay. If I look at a guy like you, I've been in rooms where I have guys that are brilliant people, semi-genius. Let me make right. the point. Semi-genius. Sure. I understand. But sometimes a guy that's semi-genius I don't know why. The more talented people are, sometimes they're lazier. Okay? Interesting. Sometimes people that are less talented, sometimes they have to work harder. Right. So so sometimes the naturally talented guys like, ah, oh, dude, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell it better than he does. I had a one I had, I had one guy tell me this. I one time I put on an event, an event, you know, I put it on. Three weeks later, he put on the same exact event, was dressed just like me, put on the same skit, gave the same message, everything was the same. Right. But he asked me, please don't say from stage that this was the same exact skit as you. And back then in 08, guess what, 09, there's no social media, so I can't like put it up and say, say it's the same thing. Right. I said, no problem. <laughs> then one night we're together, it's four o'clock in the morning at his place. He says, you know what, you know what my biggest strength is? I said, what? He says, my biggest strength is f watching you to see what you do, I just right. know how to do it better. Wow. Watching you tell a story, I just know how to do it better. Sometimes there are guys out there that are geniuses that know how to watch and mimic body language, just do a better job at it. 
than another person. That is a form of genius. Genius isn't just about you writing everything. Right. A form of genius is I'm too lazy to write it. I'm just going to do better than that guy does. So you're saying no? Every joke have you, you told. Have you seen Have you seen my stand-up specials? I have. Yeah. Do you see Do you see that passion in there? That's that. Every joke that I think you're sick. I've written. I, well, I think you're sick. Is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you're insanely talented, bro. They, there is nothing here no, that's what, a shot. I, I, no, but what I'm saying is that that stuff, I could, I could actually tell you when I wrote those jokes, why I wrote those jokes, what inspired those jokes, what inspired the passion. I'm smart enough to know that I could apologize and put an end to this. And, and it's, it, it, wouldn't be, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt me. Joe it doesn't would, come across as a liar to me. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt me. Dude, Joe doesn't come across as a liar to me. I don't know. So I come across as a liar No, you don't come across as a liar. You come across as somebody that's worried that if you were to say this, everybody would take all the other stuff out on the legacy and say, no, maybe. No, it's already done. Oh, God. You're so wrong. What do you mean it's already done? In, In my, from my perspective, my legacy is already tarnished. I disagree. And and there therein lies the difference between you and I. No, look at me. I truly truly believe from the bottom of my soul, right? That for the rest of my life as you brought up Robin Williams, my name will be brought up this way. And I would love 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 to push a, a reset or reboot or think that that was going to happen. So this is I'm America. Not, listen, I'm not, I'm, my point is, I'm not saving anything. Me, uh, there, there's nothing, I'm not protecting anything. Wh- whatever your perception of it is, my perception of it is, it, it's, it's done. I will always have an asterisk by my name, no matter what. Yeah, I don't and so my point but that's to you fine. is, I understand why you would say that. But my point to you is, if that's the case, then I would say it because I would be. I'm not protecting anything. So, so I have nothing to protect. So let me give you an idea. I am naked. Are you a baseball I am guy? Naked. Are you a sports guy? Yes. Okay. You like baseball? Love it. Does Pete Rose belong in the Hall of Fame? Uh, no. Based on the standards, no. No. Very Based bond. on the standards of uh, no. Well, let me see. In the Hall of Fame, yes, but only because his numbers prior to juicing were of Hall of Fame before that. Roger so, Clemens. Same thing. Yeah. His numbers before any of okay. that stuff were done. A-Rod. Uh, you know what? I don't know I don't know that much about when he started. He's 36 home run his rookie year. Then, yeah. The guy came out but the so, gate. So all those guys that had yeah. something previ- previous to that, yes. Yeah, right? so, so those guys belong in. You don't think Pete Rose does. Okay. Uh, uh, let me ask you a question. But he did something afterwards to betray to betray the game in a different way. But he bet on himself. He didn't bet on the opponent. He no, bet no, no, on himself. I get it. Yeah. But that, but that's, but that's, ba- that's according I get to that. the baseball I rules. I told. I'm with you. I can respect that. I think Pete belongs in the Hall of Fame. Do, what, but if, I think if I ran baseball, would I have him in? He would be in. Yeah. Yes. I, I think he'll get in. Got you know. I think he's going to get in after he passes. I just hope they do it while he's alive because I think right. it'll be a very emotional moment right. if they do it. Right. But okay. So now let's let's continue. So we're talking about that. Astros. Yes. What happened with Astros? I'm a Dodger fan. Okay. I'm a Dodger fan. I flew into LA to watch game seven. I'm at the game to watch it I and they there. went five to two. And you know, obviously I was there. the picture of Dodgers didn't help too much because right off the bat they're two zero. Okay. Right. So okay. So I'm a I'm a Texas Rangers fan and I'm a Dodgers fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what Houston is doing today, mm-hmm. you can't turn on the TV or first take or ESPN or you know anybody without hearing a bunch of people bashing these guys on what they're doing, right? Yeah, I guess. What do you think about what they did? 
what Astros did? Uh, so it's accepted that if you get to second base and you, you take it, that's accepted in baseball for some reason, right? Everybody. But the way they systematically did it is pretty unacceptable. Okay. That being said, as a Dodger fan, even if they gave us the trophy, it wouldn't feel like we, we want it. But, you know, it's, uh, it's painful to look back and go, what would have happened had that not been the case? Okay. What would have, okay, would it have been uh, Yankees or Dodgers? Dodgers don't want it anyways. It's just, right. okay. So, stealing signs. Has this been going on for a while? Yes. Yes. It's part of the game. And even back part in the days, Hank Aaron, you know, even said, <laughs> look, if you can do it, do it. Right. But he didn't like the way Correct. Astros did it. Right? Correct. What do you think should happen with Astros? Do you think they, they need to keep the World Series or have an asterisk next to it? They should take the World Series away, but not give it to anybody else. I agree with you. We're on the same page there. Okay. Do you think if they go the way they've been going, mm-hmm. you think they're going to be forgiven throughout the season? If the way Astros are going, which Altuve is like, no, it's my tattoo. My wife gets upset right, if my body right, shows. Right, Come right. on, I don't want to do that. And I'm just a regular guy. Right. You know, the shtick is not working, right? Correct. It's working against them, right? Correct. Do you think if they go that way, do you think the punishment their opponents are going to give is going to be less than the punishment the league could have given them? I don't know. I have no idea. What, I, I don't know. I mean, they're going to get hit, but that's not, that's not a hit. big deal. That's not a big deal. Okay. But, Look, but, at the end of the day, they're champions of that year. That's just forever the way it's going to be. And this, what we're talking about, it'll, it'll be a footnote in history. But here's the question I'm going to. What if these guys came out and said, look, we messed up. We don't want the championship. Right. We'll give it back to you. We'll give the ring back. Right. We messed up. Right. We apologize. Right. We'll be good citizens of the MLB. The fact that we didn't get they, suspended. In this, in this country, they'd probably, people would move on. People Pe- would move pe- on. People would move on. People would move on. I concur. This is America. I, I agree 100%. So when you're saying you think it's over with, okay, it's done with your legacy, the guy that made $80,000, million two years ago, his tour was called Irresponsible Tour, and he went and opened up and just, that became his story. And he's one right. of the most loved guys. He's going to be a billionaire. He's one of the most loved guys right. in America because he just got out and says, this time I screwed up. I don't know if you've seen right. the show or not. I don't know if you've, you've have you seen uh, mm. Kevin Hart? It's oh, yeah. sick. It's insane. I mean, yeah. the way he does it, I just love it right. on, on, on how he does it. Right. You look at it like, wow. Right. Pretty freaking awesome, right? right? Eddie Murphy's off because of some of the issues he had with Paul Mooney. You've heard some of this stuff. Maybe he didn't come because 30 years, all this other stuff. Right. He's back on SNL. And you know what? Honestly, it was emotional. Sure. You know, it's kind of like, I that's, it. that's kind of, I saw that's it. cool, man. And, and everybody showed up and Chappelle and Rock and everybody, hey, you know, I'm this guy. Get out of here. We're not. It just, it was kind of cool. Right. I think America is, my dad told me this a long time ago when we came here. So let me tell you how America's built. He said, America likes new heroes. I agree. But when they get new heroes, America loves to see that new hero fall. Right. But what America loves even more is to see that fallen hero redeem himself and come back up. Completely and agree. Bigger. I think you have a big opportunity to do that, man. I, 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 I agree, but here's the problem. Y- you want me to, or people want me to accept something that... I, I didn't do in the way that they say that I did. I don't know, I, I, and I'm smart enough to know that I, I could 
apologize and move on and whatever. But like I said, I've, I've called these guys personally. I've asked them about it. It, it doesn't come up other than in moments like this. I, I don't know what to say to you. Maybe one day you, you should ask, you know, Joe, if you have him on, why, why he did it, what his impetus was. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe When's one the last day, time you reached out to him? Okay, so from my perspective, yeah. here's a guy who, who purposely tried to ruin my career and in many ways succeeded. I've never done anything to him. I have nothing to apologize to him for. He's one person that I never bumped. I never went on before him when he was on schedule, always on after him. I don't have any reason to call him. If I did, I would. It would seem disingenuous. It, from my opinion, because so, what, what, what would I say? So I, I say you hired me, as, and it's called the David PR firm. Right. I'm your publicist. Right. And I'm your attorney. Yeah. So I'm a guy that got my JD. Tell me something better than the hundreds of thousands of dollars I've spent on guys telling me to do that. Now watch this. We're sitting out. Actually, yeah. and, and I'm doing a pro bono. I don't even want your money. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're friends. <clears throat> okay. We went to, you got a four-year degree. We went to college together. Right. And we partied together, right. and we always got along, right. right? We went to clubs, we had a blast, we have great stories, we have right. bad stories on your end. Right. You've seen me hammer plastered, you have to right. pick me up and put me in the car. Okay. So we're talking, right. that's who we are, right? Yeah. I say, do you know what, Carlos? You say what? I said, dude, how confident are you that you didn't do any of this stuff? Pat, I'm telling you, I'm 100% confident. Nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm 100% confident. Bro, if you're that confident, I think you should send out a tweet and say, if Joe is willing to have me on his show and we go live and he wants to bring any other friends that he wants to say that this happened, I'm willing to go on. I've done that through proxies. Not proxies, public. Oh, I've done that with friends of his that I have befriended. But that's not how to do it though. Mm. If you are that confident in what you're doing, because if you go on Twitter right now mm -hmm. and you say, Joe, it's been 15 years. Mm -hmm. I want to know why you were so mad at me. Right. I'm willing to come ask me any question you want. I, I have no problem doing that. Have you done that? No. I'd love to see you do because- But like, I've done it, like I said, through proxies. But, but, but this is I've a big difference. I've done it through, through friends, of, you know, friends of his uh, that uh, I befriended and said, hey, Reach out to them. It's a big difference. I'll do because, it. Yeah. Look, I mean, uh, guess where the world wants to see you at? Only one place. I mean, your world only wants to see you. They don't want to see you here. I'm not in your world. Right. I'm just a guy that's, you know, from the outside. I'm running a business guy. I understand. But, but I tell you, if you send that message out, here's what's going to happen all of a sudden. Next thing you know, like, wait, wait, wait. What did he just say? Right. Now you got 1,000 retweets, 2,000. You put it on Instagram, 3,000. Tag Joe Rogan. Joe's people are going to contact you. And they're going to say, come on down. Then that's going to get 20 million views. And if he calls you out, the viewers are going to make a decision and they're going to say, shit, you know what? I believe him. Or they're going right. to say, dude, Rogan called him out on that three things that he knows that nobody else knows. And he finally said, yes, you're right. I did do those three things. And at the end, they shook hands. They walked off. Freaking awesome. Now let's see what we're going to do next. I don't have a problem with that. I think you ought to do it. And again, pro bono. 
I'm not, I'm not asking you for anything. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a good. That sounds because, like a good idea. Because I think what that's going to do. I've just kept all that that kind of stuff. I wouldn't do that. Look, you know, because under if if you're saying what you're saying, I believe Joe, and I think Joe's a good guy. Uh, when I watch his stuff, he's the only content creator that I actually. It's a lot of good content creators. I'm not taking wow. anything away from them, but what, Joe is somebody that. Uh, to me, he's like a. a, a this is going to sound weird. Walter Cronkite with a lot of f bombs because when he gives his opinion, you know what I'm saying when I say Walter Cronkite with a lot of f bombs because Joe is not a Sean Hannity. <laughs> he's not a Glenn Beck. He's not a, a Anderson Cooper. He's not a uh, Rachel Maddow. He's just Joe Rogan. Like, right. dude, this is who I am. I'm not leaning on any side politically. He'll have Bernie Sanders come on and says, "I like this guy." He'll say Trump is a badass. So you don't even know where this guy's at. So I think. You know, if there's only one place for you to go to do this and hash it out, be there. And I think at that point, if there are some things that he says that you screwed up, you say, dude, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Right. You say those magical words to him or his peers. I am telling you right now, if I'm a betting man, I would be willing to bet that 6, 12, 24, 36 months later, you got a Netflix special or something like that going on for yourself. And at 55 years old, now you got another 15-year run rate. To go out there, you don't have to that worry about. That sounds like it. an interesting idea. I, I am proposing it. Whatever That's, you do, th- th- there's another side to that where it just brings up all negative stuff, and you know, like. You know, that's that. that that's what another thing. That's, it's, 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 what negative stuff? Just all of it, whatever it is. You're talking about negative stuff, Carl. There is no negative here. No, no, no. I'm saying. Look, the minute I post that, I'm gonna start reading. You know what you did, blah blah blah. Don't like, read it. it it's, Don't it's, read it. Listen, I have th- Jordan I'm just, I'm just telling you what. I'm Bro, just I telling you what it is. I fully get it. It's hard, dude. I it's know what it is. It's what we do for a living. This is our soul. You're not talking to, to other people. I These wouldn't read words. any of it. Bro, I would touch it. I would put it, and I wouldn't even look at it. Oh. I'm not even gonna look at it. I had Jordan Peterson here. I don't know if you know Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson is clinical psych. Is he a clinical psychologist? Toronto professor. One time, he the way he became big is he went against uh, uh, transvestites on campus, and he kind of debated it, and it became big. And the next thing you know, he gets a few billion views, and he's a big name. Okay, right. I've had him a few a uh, couple times, and we had him at the event. Yeah. While he's at the event, I ask him a question, he gets emotional, starts crying. Right. Okay, it's kind of like, whoa, why is this guy getting emotional? Right. Okay, I had him here, and I said. Uh, uh, tell me about Twitter. How do you look at Twitter? He says, you know, I got to tell you, Twitter is very painful. I said, why is it so painful? He says, because, dude, people are vicious. You know, they come out and say stuff that... I, I stay up for Twitter. And he says, I, when I post, I don't like to look at what people say. So if you're going to commit to doing this, obviously, you know, you're going to have to think about a process of talk, talk to your wife to go this way. Because, you know, if you do, you're going to get the call, right? I don't know about that. I think you will. Because I think if you don't, I think if you, you're in power play if you do that. You're in the power position. Because if he doesn't, you said I'm out here. I mean, he's not a... But I've, I've done this before. Proxy is not the same way as public. Because public, the audience gets behind you. Mm. The, the public, we're getting behind you. And we're saying, yeah, we want to see this. Right. Okay, get on. Let's see what's going to happen. Right. And it's like, dude, this is great. You know what? I like the guy. You know, I want to give him a second. I'd go watch his show. Now you start opening up all this. Sometimes it flips. You know, I, I, I had a, um, uh, uh, sometimes in life, you're the head boss, you're the face, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody else is kind of hanging off your coattail, right? right? You know how that is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, if I hang out with Carlos, I'm going to be doing shows here. Of course. It's great. It's awesome to be here. Sometimes life goes like this and it humbles us, right? And then you're kind of like, 
damn, I hate this position. No one likes this position because you would have faced. This is not easy. Oh, that's, a, that's a great position. It's a learning position. It is. It's a, if it's you're a, coming it's, from the standpoint you were saying right now. Of course. Everything's a learning it's beautiful, experience. Bro. It's it's. I, I wouldn't be the kind of person I am without all these negative things. It's it's the hardest part is what's out of your control. That's that's the part that's you know the part that's look. It's it's not easy to sit here as somebody who has the integrity to accept my flaws. To hear somebody like you say, "Well, I believe him, therefore I don't believe you." It's not an easy thing. That's not an easy position to be for for somebody like me, because I give you when, when I first started doing set, when I first started doing stand up, uh, when I first started becoming Carlos, Mitzi Shore said to me, "You bleed on stage," and I said, well, "What do you mean I bleed on stage?" She's like, "You're just that's coming out. That's coming out of your blood. What you're talking about, that passion. That's you're bleeding on stage." This is what I do. My my whole life is built on making people happy, bringing people joy, and and having having the integrity to look back at who I am and who I've been, and accept you know things. You know when when that guy said, "Yeah, whatever, Carlos, fuck him anyway. I don't like him." It, it hurt, you know, and and to 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 be sitting here. Uh, 15 years after that, you know what I mean, and me and me not, not shying away from it, not being evasive about it, not saying, you know what, that happened a long time ago. Let's move on. It's done. Being completely open about it, it's uh, it saddens me. To to, it's just uh, if if it wasn't for the fact that I have a show tonight and I'm gonna get to purge this feeling that I have right now, this. Uh, sadness. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where I would be as a human being. Like that's 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 how real it is. So I, I've, like I said, I've, I've tried everything, but at the end of the day, um, I have no control over it, and so I must I must let it go. But it's but you know it's not easy to hear. It's not easy to hear. I, I I believe the integrity of others other than you. In in a video that had people that have shown to not have integrity, guys like Ari Shafir who got in trouble recently because of what he did, you know, guys like uh, Steve Renazizi, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the people that were accusing me of all this stuff. I'm not talking but, about Ari. I'm not talking about Steve. No, no, I'm no, talking no, no. Joe. I get it. I got but it. I want to say this part to you. I want to say this part to you. Hear me out here. I want to say this part to you. I like Antonio Brown's game. You have no idea how much I love his game. This is a guy that's a super talented guy. Right. Steelers. Right. Goes to Raiders. Yeah. Clowns Gruden. Right. Then goes to Patriots. Then gets clowns there. them. Well, they, that, that's not what happened. But with them, it's, he got caught with, uh, you know, the, the, the scandal. Yeah, yeah, okay. But still, he left. He still didn't really give him the love. You owe me this money. You know, all this right, other right, stuff. Right. A little bit of controversy. Sure. When I look at Antonio Brown, first thing I posted is I don't know who the hell is in his ear. Sometimes who's in our ear oh, I completely agree. either puts fear in us or makes us, like for example, let's just say if I'm in your ear, you don't know me, you don't, I mean, why would you trust me? You just, we just met right now. Sure. You're not, like, if somebody were to say, do you trust Patrick Bidley? I don't know, the guy just met him right now. It's not right. like we go friend and we're right. best friends in high school, okay? But sometimes I had people in my life, mm -hmm. personal life, very close, 
blood close. Right. There's a big difference, right? And they say, yeah, bro, let me tell you, man. You know, I wouldn't do it. I would tell them this. And there was no way in the world. Da, 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 da. In that moment, you think you're more loyal to this guy than a stranger that's telling you better feedback right. than what this is telling you sometimes. Right. So you're like, yeah, bro, you know, I only got five people that have my, in my back that have my back. <clears throat> I don't know who's in your ear. It's none of my business. I don't know no, who is. Nobody. I don't know who's giving you counsel. Uh, back I'm, in those days, a bunch of people. Yeah, dude, I get that. A bunch some, of crisis management, people who all said the same some thing. Some of the best people giving you counsel are people that you just, don't pay, by I, the I way. I got you. Some of the best people that you take counsel are people that you don't pay. No, I didn't listen. Because they're just kind of like, dude, here's what I would say, right? All I'm saying to you is, I'm not calling you a liar, bro. All I'm saying to you is, I don't know who's in your ear, and whatever way you're processing the decision, if you think you're right, I, I suggest take the strategy and go see what happens. Yeah. If, if you don't, then don't. It is all good. Maybe if you don't want to go back into it. But all I know mm. is some tells me that the, the upside reward is bigger with that approach than the current approach. Something tells me. And I'm not saying to you, go in there and say, bro, do you just want me to tell you that I did this? I did this. I don't, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the feud started with two guys. If you go out there and you say, here's what happened, you guys sit down, you hash it out, then the viewer can say, I don't agree with Carlos, I agree with Joe. Here's the thing, just listen, Uh, most people don't know how that video, how that video came to be, right? That video came to be because when when Joe was on stage, he was was introducing a friend of mine who who opened for me at the time, and he said, this guy opens for Carlos Menstelia, right? So I went on stage and I said, hey, bro, if you're going to call me that, what joke of yours did I steal? This, this is the kind of person that I am, the kind of person that I've been. I, I didn't run from the moment, shy from the moment. I literally went up on stage with arrogance, but not arrogance, with my cockiness, but with a sense of humility of, hey, what did, what, what, what did I take from you that you're this mad at me? And that's how it started. I've never said anything bad about the guy. Never, never, never tried to hurt the guy in any way. Never done anything. And, you know, there have been moments, but um, it's, it's, look, if you don't, if you believe him, then it's obvious that you don't believe me because we're on opposite ends. It's okay. I'm just telling you that it's being the kind of person that I am and as open as I am, it's difficult because people want to believe what they want to believe. And it, no, it's, it's, listen, it's true. For, for whatever reason it is, I, I, I'm smart enough to know that an apology in some way, shape, or form would negate a lot of this stuff. And I would love to do that. But my integrity won't let me because what these guys are accusing me of is not anything I did. Even when somebody would say, uh, oh, well, you just changed the joke a little bit. It's like, well, 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 I don't understand. I, what, do you yeah. to, what do you mean I changed the joke? So it's, it's a different joke? I don't get it. Uh, like, all I can do is uh, maintain the integrity. Not, oh, not only do I record all the shows, but at the end of, the sh- at the end of every single show I do, uh, you can get a copy of the show that you saw. So everything I've ever done is not even within my realm. It's out there. Like, people have this stuff. I've been recording shows since back in the day when I would record on a little 
thing called DAT, a, digital, a small little audio recorder like that. I would then take it home. I would put it onto cassettes and mail those cassettes to people. That's how long ago I've been doing that. So my material has been out there for 30 years. I, I you know, that, that's, that's where I lie. And, you know, you get to a point where you, I, I've gotten to a point where it, it feels at times futile. And this is why, you know, I've had to go to therapy because there, there have been moments where this sadness is so, so just resounding and that voice in my head saying, just, you know, say you're sorry and move on. And it says, for, for, I, I can't for that. I can, I can say, I'm sorry, I bumped you. I'm sorry, I didn't think about you. I'm sorry that I went on long. I'm sorry that your mom was there or somebody was there and they didn't get to see you. I, 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 I can do that and, and, and know that, that that was painful for these guys. Uh, part of me is like, that's what happened to me. I feel like, uh, I feel like the guy who got hazed and then the year after I didn't get to haze anybody because it was not appropriate anymore. But, you know, at a certain point, I, I just, I, I don't know what to do, other, you know what I mean? Other than just deal with it and move on. And, and, and you know, it's nothing that I've, uh, I don't even, like, I'm lost for words. I don't, even, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to answer. I don't even know how to feel. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a deep, deep, deep sorrow, man. It really is. So let me ask you, are you pretty comfortable posting that on Twitter, Instagram, or social media, or no? Right now, just sure, thinking about it. Sure, of course. It. Okay, so you're comfortable. I don't comfortable. have a problem with that. Okay, no. I would be so curious no, to not see at all. what's gonna happen with that. Not at all, because okay. like I said, look, I have never, ever, ever tried to escape this, because I was fully aware that as a young comic, I was guys that you don't know. I was Charles Cozart. I was Steve Greenlee. I was John Caponera. I, 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 I can tell you the names. I know these guys, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I wasn't doing their jokes. I was them, you know. Um, I, I have no problem. It's just out, outside of that, when you've been told by many, many people who supposedly know better than you, just let it go, let it be, and you let it go and you let it be, you know, and 15 years later, this interview happens, you just kind of sit back and go, what the fuck do I need to do? Like, I've answered every question that's ever been posed to me from every single angle of all of this stuff. And it has never been enough for a certain segment of society. And listen, uh, last week, some guy in Houston said, uh, whose jokes are you gonna do? So I said, well, come and see me perform. And I'll give you two tickets. And he says, what do you expect? I said, nothing, just tell the world what you see. And after that, didn't hear anything. Uh, no positive, no negative. He didn't say, yeah, he did it. But he also didn't say, I was wrong, it was great, it was funny. You know, this, this, is, this is the futility that I go through and I feel when moments like this happen. I, I approach this from an open standpoint. I always have. That's but good. the fact that this c keeps coming back and in, in this respect, you know, I just feel like I, yeah, your idea seems good. I don't know. I, I've never wanted to 
so to speak, stir the pot in that respect. So I've kept that part of it like, hey, I'd love to be on the show and talk about anything that wants to be talked about as long as we can be open about mm -hmm. everything, mm -hmm. about everything, all the stuff, whatever personal stuff happened, all, all of it, then I'm, I'm okay with it. But, you know, I've gotten no response other than, um, other than, well, he's, I think what I was told was he'd shake your hand right now. If you know you guys were at a club or something like that, I'd be like, okay. But from my perspective, look at it from my perspective. I'm being accused of something that I can't defend from him, and when I go to others, I don't get back. So th this this is somebody that has literally started his podcasts by making me an issue, you know about talking about me, bringing me up. This, this was in way, 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 way back in the beginning. I was a big part of that, the, the negative aspect of me. And so I, I've never said anything bad. Therefore, I, I don't know what to say outside of your idea is an interesting idea. I, I actually think it, it, would be, it, would, it would be a... Do I, do I have a problem with that? I think it would no, be a hit. None whatsoever. I think it would be a hit because either way, you don't lose. Right. Either way, you don't lose. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Seriously. He doesn't respond, you don't lose. He responds, you win. Right. Okay, so you go and you sit down. Okay, I'm sure he's going to call you out on some stuff where we're going to say, come on, Carlos. And you're going to see, you know, I believe Joe here. And then there's going to be some going, Joe, maybe you're pushing too much in this area. Then you're going to get some uh, fan base. But either way, look, I mean, you've seen uh, Tyson biting Evander. Okay. <laughs> Dude, when they sat down, it's like, that was awesome. When you saw Magic and Isaiah Thomas, Magic was a big part. Obviously, Jordan didn't have Isaiah be on the dream team right. because you know why? You know the story. I mean, right. it's a, you walk out and you don't even shake our hands after we beat you all these right. years. I was shaking here. You don't want to shake my hand? Okay, I'm not doing this, right? Right. But Magic also politically was able to hurt Isaiah a little bit because, you know, Isaiah was talking about the fact that Magic, you know, they had some issues with his health. Mm -hmm. When they did their sit down, Isaiah got emotional. Dude, eyeballs. Isaiah's got jobs. Well, he kissed him, remember, on the cheek on that one. Yeah, game. it was yeah. emotion. But, yeah. but you, know who, you know who won? Guess who won? Fans won. Sure. And Isaiah was like, dude, I got a thousand pounds off my back. And Magic's like, look, man, I'm sorry as well. So you kind of saw a little bit of both. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I just, I just uh, you know, when you think about controversy with Joe, his top controversy is who? You. Right. It's not the fear factor. It's you. You're at the top. Okay, well, there, there you go. This is an opportunity. And... Uh, I'm not from America. I wasn't born here. I was born in Iran and lived there 10 years, two years in Germany at a refugee camp. But America is a place that forgives. I, I, That's why this is such a beautiful place. I completely concur. Forgives. Completely and then concur. after that, you know, if and when this happens and uh, everything takes place, you and I will get on the phone and I'll say, so how are you feeling? Then, you know, hey, Pat, this kind of ended up working out. Great. Awesome. And if it didn't, yeah, it just goes on and you move on and do your thing. Yeah, but uh, I just think no different than any other day. Exactly, that's what I'm saying to you. But the upside is way too big to not want to. Yeah, I, 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 I'm. Uh, I don't want to stir negativity, but but it sounds worded properly. Sounds like an interesting. Take a weekend aspect. simmer on it.
Take yeah. a weekend summer on it. I'm just gonna, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't do it tonight. I wouldn't do it. I would just take a no, week. Of course not. And just go process. It's very it. emotional. Babe, what do you think? That and then you you do it. You do it. You don't. You don't. But uh, I'm just glad we were able to have this conversation. You know, for me it was more kind of like I'm sitting. I'm like, you know what? I, don't, I just want to talk to Carlos, and I want to know how he's going to respond to my idea. And that's how when we reached out, I said. I don't know if he's going to come on or not because here's a guy that he interviews some presidents and Kobe and these guys. What if he asks me some tough questions and he's got mobsters on, he's got all this other stuff. But if Carlos says yes, we're going to have a good time together. And I got to tell you, I had a blast with you, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, seriously, I had a blast with you. What time are you performing tonight, by the way? Uh, I think 8 o'clock. And what time, what time is it right now? 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock? Okay. Uh, I am going to, today's what day? Today is uh, Thursday. I'm going to come tonight. I'm going to come show up tonight, and I'm going to come watch you to show support, and maybe a couple of us go there to show support. I said we go there tonight to show support. I like redemption stories, and I'd love to see this one take place. I think there's an opportunity for the world of comedy. If, you know, some stuff happens later on, some people are going to look back and look at you and say, wow, you know, hey, can I call you? And you become that counsel for some of the younger guys coming up. I think it creates a different... I know you have been, but I think at a larger scale, that also brings more money to you and you're able to enjoy life. Because when you're 52, I remember one time a singer uh, uh, once said, uh, uh, Daryush, I'm at a concert and he's singing this song. And Daryush in Iran was known as a guy that was using a lot of drugs. Mm -hmm. And in Iran, you know, you, when you were drug in Iran, you didn't admit to it. Right. It's not like, you know, like, you know, yeah, hey, I smoke weed. It's not like America. I have some Persian friends. Yeah, so you know how they are, right? From so back it's in a the lot day. of pride, right? Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to say it. Dude, one day, this guy gets up and he says, I freaking used everything. Right. He's got four million fans on Facebook. Right. He goes to a place, sells, everybody shows up. And he's on stage performing. Right. I just had a surgery at the time. I had lost my voice for six months. And I did a surgery. They thought it was cancer, but it was benign. They cut. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said, you can't talk. So right. my brother-in-law calls me, Siamak. And he says, I want to take you to this concert. I said, great, let's go. And he sings a few songs and he pauses. He's a very um, low-key, almost like a depressing love songs of how much he misses Iran. Nothing is like, yeah, you know, dancing. Right. So he says, I have to apologize to you guys. He says, because I never wrote music that uh, was played at happy places like weddings. He says, I wish I would have been more invited to weddings. Right. Unfortunately, my songs were more played during, you know, sorrow, times of different. Then he says, if there's any advice I can give you guys for the people here that are 30s, 40s, 20s, says, just make sure the young wolf in you takes care of the old wolf you'll one day be. He says, because I'm an old wolf now. I don't have the level of ambition I had when I was younger. Just make sure you take care of the old you. My suggestion to you is to take care of the 72-year-old Carlos Mencia. That's all it is, man. It's not the 50 cents anything. I've been been trying to, bro. And I'm I'm glad you're doing that. I think it's, uh, I've had a lot of friends who have gone through some challenging times and therapy's helped a ton. Uh, It stopped me from suicide. That's the biggest part that you're saying that. Biggest part that it's worked for you. Yeah, you know, it that has worked for you. But uh, again, appreciate you for coming out. I'm gonna come and join you tonight. You're uh, more than welcome. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to laughing because when you when you tell jokes, I laugh. So I want to laugh a little bit tonight. Appreciate it. And maybe we'll get a chance to spend some time to get after the show. Sure.
Buddy, thanks for coming out, man. Anytime, man. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five-star. Write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.